Welcome to my podcast on this great solemnity of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. You may have recognised the tune that began the podcast today, and that is the melody of the wonderful hymn that St Thomas Aquinas wrote for this feast. Its Latin title is Pange Lingua Gloriosi, and we probably know the last two verses very well in English. So I'd just like to read them to begin our podcast today. Down in adoration falling, lo, the sacred host we hail. Lo, o'er ancient forms departing, newer rites of grace prevail. Faith for all defects supplying, where the feeble senses fail. To the everlasting Father and the Son who reigns on high, with the Holy Ghost proceeding forth from each eternally, be salvation, honour, blessing, might and endless majesty. Amen. A few years ago I was chaplain on a pilgrimage to Italy. One of the cities we were to visit was Torino, Turin, in the north. I was particularly excited about this, since it was the place of birth and death of one of my favourite saints, Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati. Pier Giorgio's incorrupt body is in the Cathedral of Turin for veneration. Most of the group knew of him, and so the first place we stopped on entering the cathedral was at his shrine, on the left-hand side close to the main west door. There we prayed with great joy before the wonderful relic of the incorrupt body of a blessed who is in heaven. Of course, we couldn't leave the cathedral without visiting the world-famous Shroud of Turin. It is located on the same side, at the other end, near the altar. I wasn't prepared for what happened. I and the others had been excited and brought deeply into prayer with Blessed Pietro Giorgio. But when we arrived at the Shroud, it felt like a powerful force overtook us, brought us to our knees, and made us linger much longer there in prayer. What was it that caused this? Well, even though the Shroud was hidden in its ornate reliquy, we were in the presence of something that had touched the body of the Son of God, our Lord Jesus Christ. We were before the greatest relic in Christendom. We were in awe. We felt like we didn't want to leave. But, brothers and sisters, the Blessed Sacrament, the consecrated bread and wine, Holy Communion, is far greater than that. It is the body, blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is the greatest treasure that we have. The changes to the sacred liturgy over the past 60 years have not produced the expected fruits. Some riches of the sacred liturgy were abandoned. 
And most likely this has contributed to the alarming statistic that was uncovered in a survey last year, that over 70% of Catholics who go to Mass do not believe that Holy Communion is Corpus et Sanguis Christi, the Body and Blood of Christ. They believe it is a symbol or simply blessed bread. Now, of course, our Catholic belief in the real presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament is extraordinary. But once more, it is not something we invented, but is the direct teaching of Christ, found most clearly in St. John's Gospel, chapter 6, which we hear a portion of at Mass this Sunday. The Blessed Sacrament is the way that Christ chose to remain permanently with his church throughout the ages. He chose to be our food so that he might bring us to share in his divine nature. Just as Adam and Eve reached out to eat the food that brought about their fall from grace, so Christ wishes to be consumed by us so that we might rise in grace. We must never seek to control this mystery, but rather allow ourselves to be carried by the mystery and to be in the mystery. Concerning this great mystery of the body and blood of Christ, let me speak words today to encourage you perhaps to teach you, and certainly to exhort you to greater reverence towards this most blessed sacrament, so that you may gain even greater grace by it. You see, God never forces grace upon us, but he rewards those who dispose themselves properly and they receive a greater measure of divine grace. First, though, let us remind ourselves of the distinction between the holy sacrifice of the Mass and sacramental communion. Interpreting the third commandment into the Christian life, the Church, under normal circumstances which we're not in at the moment, obliges her sons and daughters to participate in Holy Mass each Sunday and on Christmas Day and on the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. But we are not obliged to receive Holy Communion at every Mass. Why? Because we must be prepared for Holy Communion by first of all observing the one-hour fast from food and drink before receiving Holy Communion. And secondly, by going to confession, if we are in the state of mortal sin. Though going to confession before Holy Communion is always a worthy practice. In the next chapter of the letter to the first, the first letter to the Corinthians, rather, that we hear a portion of today, St. Paul teaches that, and I quote, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be, will be guilty of profaning 
the body and blood of the Lord. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment upon himself. End of quote. Then we must remember too that there is a distinction between belief and reverence. Exorcists tell us that Satan and his demons believe in the real presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament, but they show him no reverence. For us, it is not sufficient to believe and then we can do as we like. We must be guided by our beautiful Catholic tradition into greater and deeper reverence, which in turn strengthens our belief in the real presence. So let me offer these points for your considered reflection. Number one. According to the liturgical law, the normal way to receive the body of our Lord in Holy Communion is on the tongue. Though it looks normal because so many do it, receiving in the hand is an exception, granted only in the 1970s. So consider receiving our Lord on the tongue, because he is not ordinary food. We open our mouths to our dentist and doctor. Why not to our God, to be fed by him? Number two. If you do receive on the hand, then make sure that your actions tell yourself that you are receiving the bread of heaven. Do not put out one hand only. Do not have the car keys, a purse, the bulletin, rosary beads in your hands, or a child in your arms. Make sure your hands are clean. You are receiving a person, not a thing, and that person is God. Thirdly, don't settle for bowing to the tabernacle. Of course, troublesome knees are accepted. You see, Catholics bow to statues and images of the saints. We bend the knee before the real presence of our God and Lord. Consider also how more reverent it is to receive our Lord in Holy Communion while kneeling. Number four. Rediscover the practice of making visits to the Blessed Sacrament. Remember our churches have someone there to visit. They are never empty of the real divine presence. Number five. Go to adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. If it happens in your parish, go there. But if you're able to, to some other place, go and spend some time with our Lord, exposed in the monstrance. If you can't manage an hour, ten minutes is better than none. Because our Lord rewards those who come to him in adoration with a genuine encounter with him. And he draws them more deeply into reverence for and love of 
his sacramental presence. And lastly, dress well when you come to Mass, not for the sake of other people, but because you come into the presence of God, who is your Lord and King. Let me conclude and leave you with a quote from Joseph Ratzinger before he was elected Pope Benedict XVI. These are his words. What we eat in Holy Communion is not a piece of matter. It is the Son of God who became man. Eating this heavenly food, therefore, does not mean eating something. It is an encounter of my person with the person of the Son of God. It is a heart-to-heart communion. O Sacrament Most Holy, O Sacrament Divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O Sacrament Most Holy, O Sacrament Divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O Sacrament Most Holy, O Sacrament Divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine.